Commencement, the beginning of a new era in higher education by Kate Colbert and Joe Salustio with contributions by Elvin Freitas is now available for pre-order on Amazon. Get your Kindle edition or your softbound book. It's going to be amazing. From personalized video to wear and share technology, MDT Marketing's suite of student journey solutions are designed to simply deliver wow moments that boost engagement and conversion rates at targeted milestones in the student journey. Try them for yourself at mdtmarketing.com. Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to head up here on the Edup Experience Podcast, where we make education your business. Dr. Joe Salustio back with you again on another episode, another special episode, I should say, because I get to interview two amazing presidents at the same time. A little overwhelming here for me. Um, and they are part of the uh, AFIT summer session that they're literally attending right now. And I couldn't go. And there's a very good reason why for anybody I was supposed to be there in person. We were supposed to do this in person. I'm talking to my guests now. Um, but there are two reasons I couldn't be there. My wife has a broken foot and it's my 10 year anniversary today. So I thought I like to be alive. So if I leave my wife with a broken foot on my 10 year anniversary, it's pretty much a death certificate. So I said we could do this virtually and keep my life so that I can come next year to the AFIT summer session. Um, but that's why I'm not there, but we did make this work. And I've got two amazing presidents here with me. Let me bring them in. First, I've got Dr. Mike Gavin. He's president of Delta College. Dr. Mike Gavin, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Congratulations on the anniversary. That's great. Oh, thank you very, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm just so you guys know, and I'll bring in my other guests here in a second. I am podcasting with you guys on my 10 year anniversary. Instead, you know, so that's how dedicated I am to higher education. There you go. And and my second guest here, here he is, Dr. Nick Nisley. He's president of Northwestern Michigan College. Nick, how are you? Thanks, Joe. Doing great. And congratulations to you on making the decision to be uh, with your wife and not with us. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's going to pay off later uh, when we go to dinner and uh, we have great conversation instead of her calling me wondering where I am. So uh, so it's going good. Um, and uh, you guys, uh, it sounds like you're having a great time out there at AFIT Summer Session. Um, you know, I was disappointed because there's just a great lineup of uh, events and folks to learn from. We know how much innovation and transformation is important in higher education, and you guys uh, in your institutions are members of AFIT. So, Nick, I'll start with you. How's it going? You know, how, uh, why are you there? Why, why are you a member of AFIT, and what are you hoping to learn? That's, a, that's just one big question. We'll start with that. Yeah, I think first and foremost, you know, AFIT is about transformation. And as you might guess, higher education and community colleges uh, specifically are going through a tremendous amount of transformation especially in light of the, the pandemic. So we're here trying to figure our way forward, so to say. And the topic this time is around happiness. And given that we've all lived in isolation with incredible ambiguity and uncertainty over the last couple of years, how do we bring happiness back to work? Amazing. Yeah, that's an important, uh, important question. How do we bring happiness back? Uh, I'm hoping, Mike, you have the answer, uh, or, or you're going to get the answer. Uh, same thing for you, Mike. What, what, why are Michael? Why are you there? What are you hoping to learn? You know, and how's it going so far? Yeah, it's been a great conference so far, and I would just echo what Nick said. Um, we Delta is part part of uh, AFIT for the same reason that community colleges historically have been 
in higher education, those colleges that are continuously innovating for the workforce uh, much, much quicker. And that's our job to be much quicker than our four-year partners. Um, to th this particular session, which is about culture and happiness, I think is fundamentally important uh, as we've learned more about the way that the way people feel on campus, whether they're students or employees, will be more indicative of whether they're going to stay or not. And in this era where a degree completion is first and foremost on most of our minds, we need to use every possible tool in the toolbox, if you will, in order to uh, allow that to happen. And so talking about how people feel um, actually is probably, it's, it's near and dear to my heart, actually, but I, I am really glad to be here to learn more about that very thing. First, Mike, if you wouldn't mind going into Delta College just for a minute, give us a two minute, what do you guys do and how do you do it? And then we're going to, uh, we'll head over and, and grab, uh, grab Nick, uh, but to set the stage for us, where is Delta College? Uh, who do you service and, and what do you guys do? Yeah. So we are in the, uh, central East part of Michigan, right on Lake Huron. Uh, we serve three counties at the same time, Midland, Saginaw and Bay County. Collectively, we have about uh, 7,000 students a year. Um, about half are focused on transferring to a four-year college, and then half are focused on any in the workforce, anything from welding to automotive to nursing. And um, we have four different campuses, one in each of one in the downtown of each of those counties, as well as a main campus. Um, and the main campus has most of the labs and the facilities for the workforce. Well, without boring you, I'll leave it there for right now. Yeah, that's good. And, and, and <laughs> yeah. Nick, same question, same question to you, Northwestern Michigan College. Where are you other than in Michigan? And um, uh, what do you guys do and how do you do it? Yeah, we're located up in Traverse City, Michigan and beautiful uh, Northwestern Michigan. And uh, we offer associate's degrees, uh, bachelor's degrees in uh, maritime and marine technology, certificates, uh, workforce development, and even micro-credentials. And our students uh, come to those programs, obviously, from Grand Traverse County, from our surrounding counties, and into our marine and maritime technology. They're coming from around the country. So we serve quite a, a wide uh, array of students. And what we do, I can draw it simply back to our mission. We're about delivering lifelong learning opportunities. So whether it's our college for kids with young kids, whether it's you know those traditional sort of college age students, or at the end, uh, you know, the extended education and, and whatnot that we do on the other end. But we're about uh, delivering those lifelong learning opportunities to transform student lives and enrich our communities. And like Mike and Delta, that's what sets us apart as community colleges, that not only are we about serving our students, but we're about serving our communities. You know, I, I, the community colleges are like the ultimate cognitive dissonance right now in higher education. Uh, and I want to talk about the happiness piece in a second, but community colleges solve one of the higher ed's biggest problems, which is debt limitation. You, you, you get to limit your debt by going to a community college. You get to upskill yourself. You come out with less debt. But community colleges, not going to say but yet, um, community colleges have never been more important than they are now. I think the public perception around community colleges being this less than alternative uh, is going away because people are looking for job readiness and skill stacking that community colleges provide, yet community colleges have taken steep enrollment decline. And it's like they've never been more important. Community colleges have never been more innovative or faster to deliver service, yet uh, community colleges still serve 
a population of students that are having ins and outs or having a self-confidence uh, questions or have um, because there's a lot of adult students, there, there are life issues that get in the way and there becomes there's priority problems. And so community colleges have seen that enrollment decline, even though the stature and importance of community colleges have risen at the same time. That, that's the cognitive dissonance that's there. Uh, how do you guys, what do you think about that? this whole state of community colleges and the higher ed ecosystem? Michael, I'll start with you. Well, I actually have a view on it where the one of the, the major hurdles we're facing is the notion that about value of higher education in general, where there's two different prongs to that. One is the notion that um, higher education is not worth the cost. And people still have not realized that, that as you started out with the conversation, that you can actually go to community college for a very little amount of money compared to a four-year school. But then we also have a significant portion of the population in, in my mind, being told not to be educated because it's not worth it um, in terms of time or money. And Yikes. there is a, uh, a, I hate to use these words, but there is an attack on higher education as a viable system or institution in America. And it's part of the, the way that democracy is being attacked as well. And so I think we're, we're at, a, there's a grand narrative out there about what this institution can do that is pervasive and potentially uh, moving students away from even education in general. And then on top of it, the last part is there is something out there, whether it's in the zeitgeist or if it's something else where um, across the nation and at Delta specifically, um, we, we are facing about a 20% gap in enrollment for males. So males are just not going Yikes. to college and there, there's plenty of studies out there about the impact that's gonna have on the future um but whoever is going to solve that problem is going to win <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day and i'm not sure what the what the problem is but we are trying at delta to work on it and uh through through marketing and and trying to correct narratives but i'm not quite sure what why that is actually yeah you know what and before i go to you nick it's it's this whole confused 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 it's confusing it's really confusing, yeah. especially when you add in to that argument, and I talk about this all the time in the podcast, that education creates generational wealth. And the noise around not going to college is further creating issue for disadvantaged populations. It's really, it's cognitive dissonance when you think about what's going around people and the noise. Nick, what do you think about everything that uh, Mike said and that I said so far? And what do you have to yeah. Uh, that all makes sense. And, and I would really add, you know, the perspective that, that we're taking at Northwestern Michigan College is that we know we've got a, a solid value proposition as a community college because we serve our community's needs. We interact with those community businesses, with those community partners, uh, with our K-12 systems, and we know that we've got a product that they're looking for. So one, we're offering accessibility uh, we allow people to find us in a way that they may not be able to find a four-year institution. And we also provide affordability at $112 uh, a credit hour for our in-district folks. That's five or six times uh, lower than many four-year institutions for the same degrees or same courses leading to the, the degrees. So we know accessibility and affordability works for us. 
But at the core of what we do, of what Delta does, of what every community college does, it all comes down to quality of education. And we know that that's our value proposition. So I'm very optimistic in, in that regard. And I think the other thing that we lean on is we're all about student success. Whether you'd ask Mike or me or any other college president, they will tell you that their number one focus is student success. We provide that in terms of helping them with success with their housing, uh, in terms of success with scholarships, in terms of success with staff or faculty or whatever it might be. So uh, I'm very optimistic that community colleges are going to be here in the future for our students. MDT Marketing helps colleges and universities like yours boost your enrollment automation campaigns by infusing your content with wow. moments via solutions like personalized video, which weaves personalized data into video content to deliver one-to-one -one video communications that boost engagement with your student contacts. But you've got to try it for yourself. Visit mdtmarketing.com, then select personalized video from our menu. Student Journey Solutions from MDT Marketing. Wow! Moments simply delivered. Nick, what do you, so let's uh, let's get back on the happiness uh, piece uh, of what you guys are talking about at the Alliance for Innovation and Transformation Summer Session. There's an article that came out yesterday, day before, I can't remember, but it was talking about how there are a bunch of, uh, this is inside higher ed, a bunch of, um, uh, uh, some percentage of higher ed uh, administrators, CEOs, presidents, uh, uh, you know, C-level uh, folks, and even down are less confident or less passionate about their work in higher education than they've been previously. It's a, a, a pandemic consequence. It's the amount of time and attention that we've had to put in into um, uh, ensuring safety among students. And so it's, it's created this burnout and it's you know, we're experiencing, I think, within higher ed, the great reshuffling. It's changing, right? The great resignation became the great reskilling, became the great reshuffling, so on and so forth. But it's hard to find talent, and talent has to be happy to stay, right? You, you so is this a problem that you're facing in your institution, Nick, that you're working through what's making people happy? How do we retain our employees? How do we bring back that noble meaning of what it means to be in higher ed? Yeah, Joe, I don't mean to sound like I'm in, in any way saying that the great resignation isn't a real thing. I know it is. But uh, at Northwestern Michigan College, we've got about a 4% turnover rate, which is wow. an incredibly low rate. And I think it's because we have been doing some things right culturally. And I surely can't take uh, credit for that. There's a prior president uh, who did a lot of building and all of our folks who've done that. But I think core to what allows for that success for us is everyone is really clear on our purpose. Remember I said earlier, our mission, deliver lifelong learning opportunities that transform student lives and enriches our community. That is our core purpose that anyone at the college will be able to relate to. And they have a line of sight. They know how their work contributes to that, whether they're a frontline faculty or doing behind the scenes work. So I think having that clarity of purpose and also we're an incredibly values grounded institution. So it's not just what we're doing or the goals we're trying to achieve, but it's also how we get there. So I think those two things, having that clear purpose, having you know, the values groundedness allows us to ensure we've got that alignment 
And I think people want to show up and go to work when they feel that they're working towards some purpose that they believe in. Uh, you know, Mike, speaking up of, uh, of showing up and going to work or coming to work, as you talk about happiness and you talk about employees and you look at post-pandemic, you know, uh, life, we've been used to certain things, remote work, hybrid work, ins and outs, lots of meanings on the screen, now going back in person. It, it's, it's created a lot of um, uh, personal preference, I, I would say, on how people want to do their job. This becomes, although it seems like it's an operational item, it's really a happiness item and must be one of the things you guys are talking about is what is this future of work and how does it look for people to be happy? So we actually, um, this is my first year at Delta. One of the first things I did was uh, do a number of listening sessions with our employees that were about that question as well as the questions about uh, opportunity or equity gaps that we saw at the institution and had them start to build a remote work policy, if you want to call it that. But what we've, and we, we, we've solidified that and did that through a collaborative process. But with, with the notion that, you know, I, at the end of the day, do believe that to be in-person is fundamentally important for a, an, for a higher education institution, because we are unlike an Airbnb or something else, we're in the business of people. Um, and shaping people. And so we need to be at least available face-to-face -face the majority of the time. And ultimately, we did come up with a remote work policy that allows some people to be off campus once in a while. But by and large, I've found that the people, to Nick's point earlier, are very aligned to the purpose of student success, so much so that they don't really want to be away from the campus. They, they know that in order to be effective at their job, they have to be there. So I, you know, I've read all the articles, I've seen all the, the shakeups that have happened in higher, higher kinds of industry. Uh, we haven't experienced that at Delta to the effect that I've seen it and more have seen that, that people are ready to connect in a face-to-face -face environment um, in both for the students and also just because they've been lonely for, for a number of years really. So I can't really speak in any other way than that, which has been a great experience for me actually. No, that, and that's, that's good, right? Because you know what we we do talk about remote work and work from home and all this and and we do forget that where i remember i couldn't wait to go back to an office I, we we are we are in the business of higher education to help people that's what makes us happy and so how do you get around people there's no greater feeling than commencement right that's the ultimate right happiness feeling for for those of us who work in higher education um, there is nothing like crossing that stage um, and there is and then you get to be around it for the rest of your life in higher education that's that's the outcome that we're all shooting for so it makes sense that if you work with people you want to be around those people so what do you do mike about happiness and empathy and understanding of employees and of students um, and uh, what are you hoping to learn at your time at AFIT that you can take back uh, to your institution? Actually, we're looking for some, uh, it sounds like Nick, your, your institution and not surprisingly from its reputation is a little bit further along than Delta and some of it's uh, living the values part. We've got our values at Delta, um, much they're written down, not necessarily breathing throughout the college. So we're, we're trying to get some con like literally concrete things like have a social event on a Friday kind of things that we can start to implement immediately um, in order to, to build a, a more cohesive workforce. And part of that is also to the earlier question you asked earlier is 
one, one sector of our college has had a great amount of turnover in the last two years. So we've got people who've been there for 20 years who don't know these people who've been hired during COVID. And we need to, we need to sort of solve that, that uh, gap, if you will. So really what I'm trying to, I don't, I'm not really looking for strategy so much as uh, tactics here of how do, we, how do we just make these good values actually become what we are and do um, from here. Like that, Nick, same question to you. What are you hoping to learn about ha workplace happiness, empathy, uh, tactical or strategic items uh, through your time at AFET? Yeah, Joe, I can tell you just this morning already, you know, the key takeaways that I've uh, picked up on is one, that reminder that, you know, this isn't stuff that I take back to the college and ask others to do, but this is something that I've got to do. It needs to begin with me. And of course, I intellectually know that, but sometimes you come to these conferences and you're reminded uh, that it begins with me. I'm at the center and I need to role model these things. Uh, another piece that I heard this morning was the importance of closing down tabs, that sort of, you know, metaphor that, you know, we have to do that sometimes, you know, on our computers, our phones, whatever, uh, and we need to do it in our work lives, and I need to be able to role model that, you know, closing down tabs, making sure I'm giving the attention, the focus uh, that I need to the people uh, at the college. And a third thing I heard this morning was about ROI, and of course, we immediately think return on investment. But the speaker said, oh, no, it's the uh, ripple of impact. And just that reminder that, uh, again, as the chief executives, you know, the things that Mike and I need to always be mindful of is how our actions speak louder than our words. You know, those ripples of impact uh, are going to uh, determine how people behave in the organization. And I think the last thing I'd say is um, what I hope to take away there's probably three things that I believe as a college president. And one is we all have an incredible desire to belong. And I've heard that loud and clear this morning. You know, how do we make sure that we create that culture of belonging within the college for our students, for our faculty, staff? And secondly, we all want to make a difference. And the way we do that in a community college is just what you said. We want to get those students to graduation to, you know, that ultimate point of success. So if we're all aligned on uh, making that difference, it's a much happier environment. And the third, which we don't often talk about, is we all want to love and be loved. And whether that's loving our staff, our faculty, our students, and making sure that they're feeling loved. We know that sense of belongingness and, and lovedness uh, is something that really is gonna carry them towards their success. So those are the, some of the things that I picked up on just this morning. Well, speaking of wanting to be loved, I, I'd like to stay in the good graces of the executive director of AFIT, uh, Erica Leodis, who also has been a frequent co-host of the Ed Up Experience podcast. The way I do that is to keep you guys on time and out of here so you can go to your next session. But before I let you go, Mike, I'm going to ask you first, what do you see as the future of higher education? What's on the horizon? I think, uh, I honestly, much like Nick, I'm very optimistic, especially about the community college sector. I think that we are going to think about time and space in a different way, meaning that we, it may not, students may be uh, measured on what they learn rather than how long they're sitting in a seat, as well as where they are, where we teach and where they are taught, whether it's remotely or not. And that it's also focused on what we've been talking about today with regard to letting students and employees be authentically themselves and subsequently find themselves in the, in the degree as well as the workforce area that they want to be in. So I, I see really great things. And I don't know that um, there's any other sector 
in higher ed or anywhere else that is capable of doing that work in community colleges. Okay, same question to you, Nick. What do you see as the future of higher education? What's on the horizon? So, of course, things are going to change in how we deliver uh, education, you know, the modalities, the programs, all of those things are going to change. And we know that. But again, back to our mission, we're about transforming students' lives and enriching our communities. And I think as long as community colleges, we stay focused on trying to, to meet those overarching goals, we'll always be able to pivot and change the way we teach and what we teach. But we got to remember that core mission is transforming students' lives and enriching our communities. And that I know we can do. Well, uh, another way to uh, facilitate change is to hash it out with your peers, which is one of the ways the Alliance for Innovation and Transformation is at the forefront of what's happening in higher ed by putting together great minds through its membership, like Mike and like Nick, to talk about what's happening at their institutions and in the future. Uh, let me outro my guests now. Um, and I'm going to give them a little bit, a little bit of a different outro now that I know them and they know what to expect. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, my first guest. Well, not in any particular order, Dr. Nick Nisley. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. He's president of Northwestern <laughs> Michigan College. Nick, it's been a pleasure to get to know you today, my friend. Did you have a good edup experience? Absolutely. Thanks, Joe, for allowing us to be here and chat with you. And I hope people are going to uh, tune in and hopefully get something from this. I think they will. Speaking of getting something, you probably got something from my other guest today. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Level up. Level up. With Dr. Mike Gavin. He's president of Delta College. Mike, did you have a good edup experience today? I did, Joe. Thank you very much. And best of luck to your wife in her foot. Ah, thank you very much. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you've just ed upped. MDT Marketing helps boost the performance of your student nurturing campaigns. Let's say you have a prospective student who hasn't yet committed, so they get moved into your marketing automation workflow to start receiving emails, text messages, and other communications to nurture them towards enrollment. The problem is most content applied to nurturing campaigns is just not compelling. And even if it is, even compelling content needs a little boost to make sure your message truly engages your prospective students. This is where MDT Marketing comes in. From personalized video to wear and share technology, MDT Marketing's suite of student journey boosts are designed to simply deliver wow. moments that boost engagement and conversion rates at targeted milestones in the student journey. But you've got to try it for yourself. Visit mdtmarketing.com, then select personalized video from our menu. You're going to love it. Student journey solutions from MDT Marketing. Wow. Moments simply delivered.